So yes, so I'll tell you like this. South seeking, maybe. We we're, we were talking yesterday about the process of of going to war. First you go to, to get a, an Eitzah from Achitofel, then you go to the Sanhedrin for a Shush, then you go to the Urvatumim, and then you go tell Yoav, Sartseva. So we were bothered yesterday to difficult Rashi here. And Rashi says, when you the Sanhedrin, then you go ask the Sanhedrin. So Rashi says, Notlin Mehem Rishos. Go ask from them permission to go. It's a halachic shayla. Can you go to war here? Kedei she ispadalu aleim. In order that they daven for them. In order that seemingly the Sanhedrin davens for the people. So we were a little bit bothered. What does it mean, kedei she ispadalu? So one answer we, we said from the, from the Nitziv was the davening of the Sanhedrin. First of all, Pasha, what, what's the davening of the, of the Sanhedrin? So he said, first of all, so the, the, the Tziv's Mahalach was, you don't really need to ask the Sanhedrin if you're going to ask the Urvatumim. Then the Tziv's Mahalach. So he said that the davening is for not the success, that's going to happen, for, that's already going to happen according to Urvatumim, so it's going to be successful. But so we don't have too many casualties. That's what they daven. Okay, which is still a Chiddush, because it doesn't say that in the Mishnah of the Sanhedrin, it doesn't say that anywhere else. So then we, we had an, a, a different mahalach about the, the due process. You can't ask the Urvatumim until you ask the Sanhedrin. You can't ask the Sanhedrin until you have a, a, the proper detailed plans, right, from Achitofel to show the Sanhedrin if that's going to be an appropriate battle plan to get Rishos. And then from there, once you have Rishos, then you can ask the Urvatumim will be successful in that Rishos. That doesn't really answer necessarily what, what the davening was from the Sanhedrin. Um... So I was thinking yesterday, maybe you could say, it's, it's hard to say, but that the, it could be that this is even the Pashtas. That even if the, the Beisden, if Sanhedrin would say, you can go to war, and most of you were bothered by this yesterday, I think, that doesn't mean the Urvatumim would say you're going to be successful. Right? It's possible not. Meaning, just because you paskin that it's mutter to go to war, Kaddish Baruch might say, yeah, but you're going to die, so don't go. So Kadesh said they would daven, so Sanhedrin would daven, after they pass in that it's mutter to go, they would daven, the Urmatum would say, you'll be successful. That's another mahal you can go with, which I think is pretty logical. Then I was thinking, Inamam sent me from Shemaim, a Maisa. A Maisa, it's a Pesach Maisa, maybe that's why I came in, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a known Maisa, you might have heard this Maisa already, and if, I've, if I'm missing a detail, by all means correct me. So, there's a, the Maisa with the Beis Levi. Beis Levi one time, right? The Beis Levi was the, the first brisk brisker. So he was uh, the posik, and a person came to him and said, "Rebbe, can I use milk for the arbakosis for this Misa? Yes, it's, it's in all the books. Mm-hmm. Can I, I use the milk? Don't let me. So, ask, so, so if, I, if I mess up a detail, tell me. So, can I use milk right. for the arbakosis? Oh, yeah, don't ruin it. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the Beis Levi says, "No, you can't." And he went to get, and then he went to his wife, give me, I need some money. I need some money. Why? Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a poor guy here. How do you know he's poor? Well, he's asking me for milk for the abacosas, which means he doesn't have wine. But when he asks for the money, he asks for a lot more than just for, for wine, and he gives it to the, to the honey. And his wife said, what are you, you, you're supposed to give him for wine. Why'd you give him so much more money? So the basic Levy answered that if he's asking about milk, that means he obviously doesn't have meat for the Seder either. Right? He chapped, obviously, that this person was lacking wine and and meat. So you him extra money. So I was thinking that maybe this gets into a halachic shayla, and I don't, I don't, I didn't look it up. But when we're talking about nechemes rishos, 
right? That we're going to battle because we want to. Whether we want did classic Muhammad Sushus is when when Eretz Yisrael we want to expand Eretz Yisrael. Then you have to ask the Sanhedrin, can you go or not go? But what what about our case here? Here it's not it's not necessarily Muhammad Sushus. People, are, it's a sakana. And people they had no they had no they had no parnasa, they had no money, they had no food. I mean, people could die, right? It was it was a sakana. It was a rav. It was a famine. So maybe there, it was Pasha they can go to war. We, have, we need to live. What are we supposed to do? We're going to die here, so it's a kind of Fashas. So they didn't really need Rishosim. They didn't really, really need Rishosim as Again, this is Bedar Hafsher. They didn't really need Rishosim. You can go. But you go to the debate, you go to, to Sanhedrin anyway to tell them the plans, even though you know for sure that they're going to say yes. Because it's a kind of Fashas. What's the Shiloh over here? So in this situation, specifically here with this Ma'is, with Davon Melech, they weren't going for Rishos. They were going to just, what's the, what's the lesson? Like ask, uh, not for permission, but to tell them what they're doing. So Sanhedrin would chop anyway they weren't coming to us for the Pesach, that was Mutter. So they were coming for us to Davon for them. Like with the Beis Levi, the guy was asking for milk, and the Beis Levi chopped, he also needs meat. So Sanhedrin chopped, these people aren't coming Oh, for the halacha, that's a double bullshit. Of course, you can go to war, but they're coming to us because we're the we're the seventy one. We're the tzaddikim. We're going to die for them. Again, but that's probably just the answer. What, what does it mean they need to go to war? What do you mean they they, they decide to go to war because they needed food? Well, the, the, the Gemara said <laughs> we have no parnasa. Right. I, I read the note said this. I read a note. The article said that the, the Amaleki Amaleki had had raided their food. Their that's where this. Has. That's what. That's where this is coming from. Yeah, they read their food stores and took all the supply lines, and so they're like, "No, we gotta get, we gotta." Okay, so, so that's, that's, that's fine. That, that so makes more sense. I understand. Like, just go to. Oh, we're hungry. We have no food. Let's go right. to war. <laughs> let's just beat that. Let's just steal well, somebody else's food. No, why is that? Why is that? I don't understand. Yeah, you why don't just go to war because you're hungry. I mean, right. you gotta go. What's the strategy? Field, you know? Get their own well, stuff back. I'm saying, you just attack a nation because you're hungry. You have no food. Oh, oh, you're saying you're saying yeah. it to the other nation. Well, yeah. That's not nice yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying, I understand. It's not, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm not a leftist. So, yeah. I'm oh. saying, but... <laughs> you're, you're, you're Putin. <laughs> <laughs> makes a little more sense. Right, you're taking that. Okay, fine. But either, fine. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I don't know how they knew that. How did they... Did they bring a rye? Where is that? They knew that. All right, let's so look nothing would be the Navi. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay. The Navi. What's, what's that? <laughs> Okay, but let me say, five fifty Navi Shira starting tomorrow. Yeah, Morty, Morty's <laughs> leading it. Okay, fine. So now I, I sent you all um, uh, another piece from Richard Meyer. It was in the same <coughs> one as the other. You sent in the app. In that, in that first, uh, there are two more pieces we have to see. One of them is there's like sixteen H Kodesh. I know this is a new one now. <laughs> <laughs> the new one is a recap of the, all the other ones. It's a summary of all the others. Yeah, so this, I, don't, I have one copy of it if anybody wants to. Events and time. But that was already going on. It's a good thing about none of them. Okay. When, when is so page Kufio yeah. test. This was already sent to probably two days ago, maybe. Oh. Sorry if anybody. I could send it out again if, it, if that makes it easier. It was one that we saw yesterday. I know. This is I like that there's a, it's officially in the Lukut Imran Chabur. Everything's in the clique around. That's how it started, so it just right. it became the, the umbrella. First page is test. Happens up. to be yesterday, I was telling Penny, yesterday, um, yesterday I saw a Rabnos Brussels Torah compare in, in this sugi. We're going to see him at some tomorrow. It's going to be half a. What? Yeah. Compa- page test. 
Page Kuf Yud Tes Os Chav Tes. Keep scrolling up. Let me take a picture. Different PDF. I know this is. Oh, it's a different PDF. Yeah. Did they send one out from yesterday? Find it. Find a picture of the Slan Mareva, then scroll down a drop. Is that what it is? Kedusha. Oh, Kedusha, everyone. Oh no, I'm looking at. Yeah, that's the next. The next series. Right under the Shabbat Yom Okay. So this is over here. This is a shorter one. David Parnasson. Yeah. Amr lahem, so and it says it says chaf tesh in the middle. Amr lahem again. The Gemara says Amr lahem lechuv and his partners says even zeh go get partners with each other. Amr lo they said and a komas must be a sari. It's not enough to fill the lion. Or yesterday we learned right. It's not you, Mister Kesser. You don't have enough to fill the chachma. Remember that yesterday? Were you here yesterday? Uh, we learned a piece of Richard Mara to explain this machlokas David in in Pinimius. A little bit wild. Tosos, which I did look over again yesterday. I think it's more clear to me now, right? We had a little bit, we're a little bothered. But Tosos, at the end, except for this part, the second part is actually not so clear to me. The Re's explanation, what it meant that the, that the, you, um, you can't fill a pit with its own dirt, right? Mm-hmm. That was, the Tosos, the Rashi had a pshat, and the Tosos had a few pshat, and what that meant. The Re's parish was if you're just going to dig from one side and I guess I'm going to put it in the other side you're never going to fill I mean, if you have one hole and you're taking from ground and you're taking from one side and just put it into the other into the hole it's going to be left of the hole you're, but that's not what the words say the words say if you take from if you're trying to fill up from, from its own pit no that's that's Rashi's pshat well you can say Julioso. it's it's dirt well let's say let's say you had a pit alright whatever it is Whatever you take from the Ashirim, according to Tosos, the Pshat was, you take, Davim Zanel said, take from the Ashirim, give to the Aniyam. Okay, great. But then the, then the Ashirim are going to lack. Okay, that's, that's how Tosos learns. So what? So what if the Ashirim are lacking a little bit? It's a big deal. They have a lot of money. Right, we understood it as well. If you take from the Ashirim, they're going to become poor themselves. So Rabbi Shemar is learning that's not what that's not what Tosos meant. Tosos meant is that you can't take from the Ashirim because it's going to make them lacking, not mamish like poor, but there's something about the Ashiras of these Ash, of these rich people that you can't take away. Why? Why should they? Why should you not take away from this their money? What do they need such a shiras for? Take away some of their money. Give it to the aniyim. Yeshlam rapi divrei rabbeinu lukutimran. Nachman says now Torah Samach is a very deep Torah. I never even learned it. It's very very long, so we'll just take his word for it. Sheyeshlam hasogus b'torah datika stima. There are secrets of there are hasogus of Torah. Atika stima means what you learned yesterday. Atik. Atik comes from which sphere? Yesterday we learned? Kesser. Kesser. It's the high part of Kesser. Just right there in the, uh, in the pop quiz over here. Mm. Who did we say yesterday came from Atik? Shlomo Melech. Shlomo Melech. Very good. Shlomo Very good. I said that. Right. You said uh, it right after I said it. So you just caught Moshe. Like yeah, no, first I said the wrong one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I want to get points. You're not really going to get... I'm not going to fail you. Says Rabbi Nachman that there are certain tzaddikim who are masig these Torahs of Atikas Stima, whatever that means, who need to be rich. So he says, 
They need they need mammon. Now mammon and kesef, although we know it as physical money, it comes from a very very high Sufin. place. Kesufin money comes from a very high place from the spiritual realm. I mean, money is the it's it, at least for sure nowadays it's the it's the, it has the most power, right? Money has the most power out of anything, so, which means in a spiritual way it also has it comes from a very deep spiritual power. It has it. There was a hashtalshalus, right? The bigger they are, the harder the the, the, the lower <coughs> they fall. Like the Rizal says, and others say that that Esav, in a certain way, not Lamaisa, Esav <coughs> came from a higher place than Yaakov. But when you come from a higher place, you fall even further, and it becomes a big Nisayan, and Esav failed, and he became Esav Harasha. But he came from a higher place. Hmm. The Balshem even says, it's a big chizik happens to be. The Balshem says, basically, in Kesar Shem Tov, that a person who has big taivas, see, by Hasidus, when a person has taivas, you don't look at taivas as a, as, as it's not good, we don't want to, we're not saying do a virus, but a person who has, there's a certain amount of energy that gets, that, that flows through a person. And if a person has big taivas, every taiva, really according to the Baal Shem, is mahalich, can be turned, you can be metahir, you can realign the energy. Instead of using it in one way, you can use that same energy and you can use it for, like, hislavas. You have a guy who's, like, gets, gets very angry. He has the potential to become the most excited person in Ruchnias. Because he's, he's a very emotional person. So he, if you can realign that redirect that energy towards Kedusha, Tahara, Mitzvah, he can be a very emotional person. Right? That's, the, that's the goal of Hasidus. Where, whereas by other places, other schools of thought, this is bad. Stop that, what you're doing. Just stop that. Baal Shem says, of course, we don't want you to be doing certain things, but redirect that energy. It's a different, it's all different mahalach. So Baal Shem basically says, a person who has the bigger taivas although we don't want you involved with that, you have the potential to be actually bigger than a person who doesn't have such big titles, but he's like a, he's a, he's a gitzadik. You could be even higher if you, would, if you would realign that energy to the right place. It's a big chizik, because a person thinks he's a bigger titles, he's a bigger loser. So on one hand, I guess he is. But on the other hand, you have the potential, you truly, be'emes, 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 have the potential to turn that into huge avoda. Huge. Right, with that, that's a chizik, that, and it's real. It's emes. It's not just a fluff. It's the real deal. It's, that's how that's how Kodesh Baruch Hu built it. It can help a person. Uh, like the Baal Shem says, the Baal Shem, how does he say it? He says that the emes, the neshama, always wants to break out of the body. The neshama always wants to go back to its source. Everything wants to go back to its source. But Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't want a neshama to be back by its source. Hashem wants the neshama to be in this world to do mitzvahs. So he puts a body, like a cast, a Based on Surum on top of the Neshama to hold it down. But the Neshama's always trying to get out. So for the for the Neshamas, the bigger Neshamas, <coughs> he has to put a thicker body on top. That's what he says. This Neshama who wants to is a huge Neshama who just keeps wanting to break out and go to back to Shemaim, back to its source. So Kaddish Baruch has to triple down on the body and the taivas to hold it down. So but that shows by Emis that this person has a deeper potential. I mean Ruf Cook saw this. People couldn't handle it. It was too much, right? Rav Cook was, was giving a lot of chizik and, and shvach to people who were Michal Shabbos. Because he saw in them tremendous kochos that they 
could turn into Tov if they would. Now, not all of them did. Some of them maybe did. I don't know what the numbers. But other tzaddikim who didn't see a good cook couldn't handle what he was doing. They saw Ra. You need to stop that. You can't. He would go. He would be, he would be with the Mechal Shabbos sometimes. His understanding. It wasn't just a papu what they're doing. He knew that he, if, he, if he tried to you know, be with them, love them, he could turn them into the, like, the biggest. He says by Yashka, this is like a, he, says some, he says some lines that no one else would say. He said Yashka was, was, had the, was of the biggest energy in the entire world. Yeah, he, he became a Russia. But in his, in his essence, he could have been higher than anybody. People might think that, they don't say that. He said it. Like Russia, like like case of Russia. He had the potential to be higher than Yaakov, but he but he but he couldn't handle it. We don't clap for we don't clap for Esav. We don't. It's not but right. He had you know you see Esav had a, a little bit of a break. Tzaka, right? Like he had that cry when he when he when he lost the Bechor. Like that was like a break in his in his armor for that moment. That shook the whole world. We're still dealing with that with that scream. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> so money, so the point was that money comes to such a low place and what it's doing nowadays is, I mean, what it's done, it's destroying people, it's destroying nations. <laughs> you don't, we're destroying uh, nations because you want some more money. That means it's coming from a very, very, very high place. Kesufin. But, so therefore, sometimes those tzaddikim who are coming from a very, very high place and they're teaching Torah from a very high level, they actually need to have this ashiras. By the time of Melech, the money was in its proper place. It was by these big tzaddikim. It's hard to imagine such a thing. Um, you're like, if you're such a big tzaddik, why don't you give the money to the poor people? So Nachman is teaching us that sometimes there is a need. Like you have the the the, the chassidus, the rujin, the rujiner, right? The chassidim. He, he had a certain malchus, what he wore, how he built this place. For some people, they couldn't handle that. Why the Bashem The Bashem gave all his money away. He was poor. Why are you building yourself up with all this money and making it such a big zach? And you have there's an Indian. <laughs> why are you, sir? Why are you not down the kafshchus? <laughs> Just there's an Indian. There's an Indian that we don't understand. We're not masik this. That's why you have to have a moon and you have to have so that there are certain tzaddikim who are teaching, they're being masik a certain Torah that's higher than our hasaga. And for that, for whatever reason, they need this, they need this mamanus. We have to say, I don't understand. We don't understand. Any mamun. When you say they need it, what is that? What are you, what are you saying exactly? That's exactly that. It's fine. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is Saltar and Rabbi Nachman. I, I, I guess it's, <clears throat> it's because they're, they're connected for sure to the spiritual counterpart of what money is. And if they want to be able to give over this extreme, or they want to be able to be masking themselves, this extremely high level of, of Torah, very, very high level. Not just they know all shots. I mean, they know secrets of Torah. They know stuff that we don't even know that we don't even know, like how high it is. Therefore, they need the mumminess, which really to them is really ruchnius, to be able to give them like the energy almost in a certain way. Like, we don't understand these things. Like the Abdurov. The Abdurov used to eat, they say, like, uh, he was a big person. He used to eat like much more than anybody else. Ah, so you look at the Abdurov, oh, Abdurov, oh, you're a big Baltaiva, eh? You, you, can't, you can't control yourself. You're supposed to be a Rebbe. No, 
Rovas, every single thing he ate, and it's hard for a person to, to be masked like this, but every single thing he ate was for Nitzotas, was for Beirurim, was for Holy of Odas. He was being Mavar Klippus. He's being Mavar, you're Klippus, and you're making fun of him. Some Indian and Tzadikim, we don't know. It doesn't mean every single person nowadays is, is a Tzadik and what they're doing. I'm not saying that either. Just don't get involved. You don't understand? Stay in your lane. We're very quick to, you know, with the news. Oh, look at this, look at that. It doesn't help anybody. Stay out of this stuff. You don't know. You can't take away their money. You can't take away the Ashiris to give to the poor. Now, I don't know. It's the cost of this and that. I don't know. It's better to go to war or, or if it was a mullet taking the stuff, go take it back. Don't take away the money from the Ashirim who need this money to be able to be bossing this Torah, which is, right, when we have a, when, Klaus has to understand that although we, we have an economic need and we need money and we need a flow, we need parnasa, we need, you know, barter, we need trade, we need money in the bank and gold, we need all that stuff, but we also need Torah in the bank, we need mitzvahs and we need tzaddikim who are sitting by themselves in rooms and we have no idea about what they're doing. We know a lot of stuff also, right? We also, we have, there's also a spiritual economy, we don't always have to. We don't always understand what that is and how that works, but we have to have anima amin, right? When it comes to the economy, we have pages and pages, and you can go to lectures and you can go to you take college classes and macro and micro and all the zachen. So you have to learn pinimis satora to understand the spiritual economy. You have to learn Rabbi Nachman to, to, to learn about the spiritual economy and what's the macro and what's the micro and what's needed. So he's telling you right here. Part of his system is you need rich people. This isn't a. Because we have Nachman. Yeah, look at the he's quoting. Uh, he's quoting. Right, so it's possible. Right? He understands the spiritual economy. We don't. So in the spiritual economy, you need to have some people who are fabulously wealthy. Not because they need the, the money, it's about the, the, the panemia shabot. Yeah? Make sense? <coughs> so you can't take away their money. You're going to be hasaga. So we're thinking, so take away their money. Come on, stop it already. Take away their money. You don't know how that could trickle down. Maybe you're davening. You don't know. Maybe you're davening and you're learning and your mitzvahs and your mitzvahs are really tully in that tzaddik who's holding that money and his hasagas. He's only been masik certain high-level high level Torahs because he has this money which is corresponding to his spiritual nature. And because of that, we believe, Tzadikim, right? We're connected to Tzadikim. And therefore, just like David Melech, the shefa from HaKadosh Baal is flowing through David Melech in Gashmias. We saw yesterday, right? That's what the tiny was. Don Melch, you're not, you're not being mashpia to us. But Kol Shekain, he's being mashpia the Avodah Hashem. We said that. He's from Aruch, he's from the right side. The Avodah Hashem came through David Melch because David Melch was, was on fire. Klaus was on fire. If you take away something from him, you don't know what's going to happen to you. You know, David saying, go, What? Was that his... That was his Eitzah. Yeah. Right, I hear. He's saying, well, how, did, how, does he, how is he learning that? Unless they had some David for his money, and David said, well, no, that's, that's for Hectish. Meaning maybe David's not Ashim. No, no, no. And maybe, maybe, that, maybe David, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, that's what the Chachmei Yisrael were saying back to David. David, we can't do that. Right, why do you say David, right? So to go, okay, go take So he didn't say... He didn't say here that's what uh, David was saying. You're asking because I'm throwing that in like David understood all these things? No, no, no. It says David answered back to them. 
No, no, I. Right. So Dov is saying go go Ashim, but now we're saying Ashim. No, so so Dov is saying that Ashim need that. That's what the Chachmei Yisrael were saying back. It could be that the Chachmei Yisrael. Yeah, that's the response to David. Yeah. Yeah. So David, whatever that means, whether he didn't understand or I don't know. But this is, the, this is what's going on. David Mel said to do that, and the Chachmei Yisrael saying, "No, no." But we learned Rabbi Nachman. He says, "Rabbi Nachman says you can't do that." So Rabbi Nachman, that's what in a comics must be a sa'ari. That's their response. That's that equals the, the, the Ashirim there. When the Chum say we can't take from the Ashirim, David Mel says, "Take from the Ashirim and give give it out." So the Chachmei Yisrael said back, and their understanding, we can't do that because then you're going to be messing up the the spiritual economy. David didn't know that. I don't know. Maybe he felt. I don't know what David Melech, what he meant over here. But this is the Chachmei Israel's answer back. So that re is the Shirman. The ain't coming to be a Sari. No, 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 no. No, why? He's not being. He's not being. Ravitchmar is not being medactic in the words now. It's in the Indian that the Chachmei Israel said you can't take from the, from the rich. And give to the poor. They need, the rich need to keep it. Why would the rich need to keep the money? Because of Torah Samachim and Mukhtar. I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, I was learning with a guy yesterday. I was I, I learn with a guy fifteen minutes every day, and I and I tell him over a little bit what we're learning in the morning. She says to me, "You really think David Melech was thinking these things like yesterday? You think the Chacham Yisrael really were thinking like these things?" So the Emma says, "I don't. I don't really think this is what they're thinking." But the Emma says, "This is what was happening." And we when we there's a system of, of, of the Arizal, and there's a lot of, and all the Kabbalistic things and, and the Baal Shem's teaching us. All of this is like a new language. All this stuff was happening, right? Kesser was going on, and Atika Stima was going on before we knew about it. We just discovered the language from Rabbi Shem Barachai and the Arizal. So now we have a language to deal with. But now that we have the language, we can go back and explain what was going on. That doesn't mean necessarily... I don't know. Maybe I'm a kofar. I hope not. I don't know if Davin Melech knew Mamish. He was from Arach Tadata. But the way he lived his life, we now can say, oh, that's what he was doing. He was a, he was a, he was a high-level Jew. He was, he was the highest. So his life was living according to Madrigas that now we can, like the cipher, we can have language where we can analyze. It's like a Leia Rachel, like a Safer, it's like a person's like short comes from one of those two places and now you can tie back in what they're doing or or how they react or I don't know if it's the same it's a, it's a subtle difference that's that's explaining a person's psychology and panemius now now based on what we understand in the Amkus here's like it's like any of the Torahs that we any any time that the the Rizal says what was going on Avram Avinu and Avram Avinu was doing Kesser Arif then all the Torahs that we when we take the language of Kabbalah and then right the language of Kabbalah if you go it's really it's really the Zohar the Zohar is, is explaining what was going on in a spiritual way right when the Karm Pesach was going on what was going on or Dov Melch is sleeping Sitra Demosa and Dov Melch who's, who's the Malchus is getting up then did Dov Melch know that? Why, or, why, would, why would why would he have known that? Maybe he didn't have language for it necessarily, but it was intuitive. Uh, so, so, intuitive means he didn't necessarily know it. Meaning, he was, it was doing natural. it, and we're now just we're translating what was going on. Yeah, it doesn't. Mean, I'm not taking away from anybody. 
So the Rizal didn't know, so, so Donal didn't know the language of, of Kabbalah. Is, like that, is that like a, I don't know, wasn't around then. Even though some things were around, we don't know what was around. I mean, listen, Davin Melch said, He said every single day. Right? Yeah. Yes? You know what we say every day? So that, what does he say? He says, Those are the spheres. Davin Melch knew the spheres. I mean, that's the first place, I think. I never saw this quoted. And nobody talks about that I've seen. Not that I'm such a bucky in these farm. But that's mamish the language of the spheres, and David Melch said it way back when. So there are things he knew. I don't know what he knew. I'm just saying this guy was asking. I'm saying, I don't know what David Melch what he mamish knew then. But this is what was happening. And it wasn't Pesach in the world yet, but like he was, he knew intuitively that there was something in the world that he was tapping in. I mean, I'm not saying this, like, no, I could, could I'm just from a language perspective that, like, he knew that was matzah. He knew that he was eating uh, this. Yeah, but like it was. So we look back on it and we're like, that was Pesach. That was like he was. I think it's similar to that. I said, I'm not, hopefully that's not fair to say. I don't ever really ask the, the bigger people about that. I should, I guess. Yes, Chaim. Say whatever you like. Just go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I'm sorry, talk about the biggest people of all time. Like, uh, like the biggest people of all time. So, yeah, yeah they know everything. Uh, it's not like they, they just know everything. It's not like, uh, I mean, talking about Avram Rabinu, like, discovered their punishment. Like, these yeah. people, yeah, yeah I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised, like, you know, if Dalmanov knew. It's like when Avram had his own cheshben, and he could work it out that, that the Hashem should give to the poor people. Like, he could work that out, but they couldn't work it out. Like, maybe that's how it was. David Amelech was saying, he wrote Tillam, he... Of course, I'm not saying anything. We're no, not saying, I know we're not. I'm just saying like, he had his own cheshbon. I just don't know if he had these every, like words. Like I don't know. If he had, like how could it? How could it be that Shmuel Baruchai knew something that Dover Melk didn't know? Like that's hard for me to understand. That. Like that's again. I'm just saying it's a language. Right, that's a language. It's a language. It's a language, but like he, he didn't. He wasn't able to. I don't know. I mean, they, they ask about this. There's actually we're going to see soon. Vichmar um, actually brings it. We'll see if we do it. Is it? Oh, because it's also oh, on the sukkah. How right? What does the Gemara, what does the Gemara say? If David Melech, if Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know what was, was, how could David Melech know? But like, what does that mean? Maybe maybe David Melech knew something that Moshe didn't. So there's a whole shaila. Is it possible that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know something? Yeah. Well, we're not we're not at the end of the sukkah yet. But in the, in the Havamina, before we give that answer, we're not there. That's actually David Melech. But in the Havamin, where Moshe Rabbein is a kachatzos, and the Gemara thought he didn't know. Like the menorah, he didn't know. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're nobody knew. Yeah, nobody knew. They're nobody knew. But even though it's not, I don't know, but I don't know. These are hard. You can have one to Riki, so Riki, but we knew it. Darshan more than him, but like, that's the only person. That's the only person. See, you have to know how to say it. It's okay, you have to know how to say it. I'm not, we don't want to take away from Sadiq. You have to be very careful. It gets very touchy with these things. <laughs> is it, you're saying you're, you're calling it a language, but all, all these things are these. Just the way that Hashem is manic the world. Yes. So Avram Avinu knew what meaning. Okay, he didn't have uh, a result svarim, but he he knew that Pesach you matzah, right? So meaning he knew the hun. Did he know something called Pesach? No. There was a certain energy in the world at that time. At the Zman Geula, and in that you have to eat, you have to eat this thing. I, we don't know. But there was no Pesach then. <laughs> but, he, but, but the, the, the eventual... He had a Karm Pesach, right? so, yeah. Pesach? I don't know. No. You know had, the Chazal said he ate matzah, but again, when, this is a longer Torah, and I, I mean, I, I don't know enough, but when we darshan things, 
My darshan, all medrash. It's drush. So it's pshat, rem is drush sod. So when it says, when we darshan, then he ate matzah. Did he, did he mamish, mamish eat matzah? Or did he somehow connect in something that he was doing at that time to matzah? He mamish made matzah mamish? Kipshuto mamish mamash? Like, did he make matzah? Did I make this up? Karmhezach was by the orchid, that's what he was... Again, maybe, no, for maybe, sure it's a medrash it's not anywhere in, in, in it's not in the I don't think it's in the Gemara I don't think it's not in the Pasha of Shad no that's Yitzhak that's Yitzhak that's Yitzhak that's, that's Yitzhak and Rivka Rivka was saying the that was so what does this mean exactly I don't know I, I don't I don't want to get into any like uh, things that I'm not sure to, to get into Kefira but he, they were definitely eating, I don't know how to say it, they were eating matzah, they were eating karm pesa. But was it physically the matzah? I don't know. Was it a higher matzah than we're eating now, even if we had the physical matzah? Yes. Because they were able to live in a more spiritual realm, which was more real than our physical matzah. But were they eating actual matzah? Like, it doesn't really matter, the matzah. It doesn't matter. Um... But again, when it comes to Davon Melech and the Chacham Yisrael, they, they were they were drawing down the spiritual realms into the physical realm higher than we even know. But we might even have a language that that defines what they were doing more than they had. It's like so when somebody goes to like a therapist and they're trying to like explain what's going on, and they it's they don't the therapist gives them a language, and then they're like, yeah, that's what it is. That's right. What it is. <laughs> not telling it them helps them to to you know yeah, that's what I compartmentalize think. The right. things they didn't create anything. Exactly, that, that was already happening. Right, they're explaining. They're they're telling the the person what they're experiencing, and the, the person's able to like explain to them what exactly is happening because they understand the the me- mechanisms of how certain you know certain things work and the you know dynamics yeah, the only, work. The only. D- a little bit different. It's not there. exactly the same. It's not exactly the same, right? Because right. Donald knew. Right, right, right. It's not like he wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Away. Again, you have to ask someone who really, really knows because I don't really, really know everything. I just and said who the really, past. really, really, really knows. I, it could what be that they're sort of talking about. It. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think it's any fear to say such things. <laughs> Maybe we we'll have to ask. Uh, I mean, I, it happens to me. I want to have a certain. I want to have a discussion with like, Rabbi about like drush. I, I, it, the concept of drush is Emes, uh, Emes Lamito but so, if you start to use drush as the Pashib shot, that I get very nervous with that and, and that's how the kids learn I don't know it makes me, it makes me nervous that you grow up thinking like this is like 60 babies at a time yeah, 60 babies at a time right this is Machlok it's supposed to 6 babies 660 ba- Emes do they really have 60 babies Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, or is that a drush or something? <laughs> was that pashit pshat? They had sixty babies at a time. Mamish kipshuto, or or is that a drush or something else? That the that their six babies were as strong as sixty babies. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to fathom. That doesn't mean it's not the emes. And they were and they were buried into the earth and all the drushes that all the medrashim that we talk about by Pesa. Let's just say it's crazy stuff. 200 amas, Basia's hand on 200 amas. Right? Different opinions. That's a, a medrash. That's not part, that doesn't say that in the, in, in the push. Is that, is that, does that actually happen? Or does it mean something else? It definitely means something. Or maybe 
she tried mamish with Monsieur Snef, mamish. She almost died going to get this baby. And the way we depict it was that her arm went to one shamas. I don't know, does that make me a kofer? I don't know, I hope not. Because if it is, I have to find, that's why I want to find out if I'm being a kofer or not. Again, it's a medrash. So that's the thing, that it gets very, the lines get very skewed. People learn medrash. Now, I could be totally wrong. I just, I'm, I'm not sure, I need to find out. If you know an answer to this, let me know. Chazal says, if you believe every medrash, No, that's not Chazal, that's a barrel wine. No, 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 no. There's a, there's a Rambam that Chazal isn't. I don't know. We need the source. You take it with it. Say, I need someone. To, I want someone who knows to, to, to set it straight. You hear what I'm bothered by? People use Megush as pushup shot, and I think I actually think it, it's more in certain ways detrimental. A, you're not getting the understanding of what's really happening because you're you're just learning the drush. Oh, her arm went to Anjanamas. When really there's a secret that Chazal meant by that that we could actually learn from, but you missed it because you thought that was what happened. And also just, it's so unrealistic. So at a certain point, people are like, eh, it's like, okay. So it goes for the kids for still their six. Kids don't think it's unrealistic. So that's... So, so, so Medrash might have so Medrash might have this ability, right? So Medrash might have this ability where it goes by levels. It starts as like this is what happened, but as you get older, it's supposed to turn into what is Chazal trying to teach us. But we don't make that change. So this is the this is. I'm not sure. Again, everything I said now is with Derek Efsher. No, let the sixer. It more pure but if you don't sense, teach yeah. the si- as you get more cynical, yeah. Yeah. So we have to do the to get back to that. Like, Simplicity, yeah. So I, again, all these things I've thought about this. I don't know what to do with them. I've never had a full conversation. If anybody, anybody with any eights for me on this, I think you should ask Rebbe, and we're going to hold you accountable. <laughs> to everything I said, we want we want to hear. He's here. Rebbe's here. Bring it day. You're here. I know. I want to knock on the door. It just it does. Yeah, it throws me off a little bit. People start throwing around and like that. When should we? When should we check in with you about this? Right. Right. But what does that mean, Joshua Dimakis? That could be like a fish came out and smacked him in the face. Now that was a mock. Tomorrow morning, we're going to ask you if you spoke to Rebbe. Oh, I'm probably not going to. What? It's not going to. Happen. He's not going to answer these questions. Oh man! You ask him any question outside of Hilchas Pesach or like life-threatening situation. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll talk to you after Pesach. (laughs) That's what we're holding right now. Any any rub? Fine. So after Pesach, yeah, there is. It's called busy season. Very. This is extremely busy season. Okay. Anyway, I'll him. So one second. So let's get back here. You got thrown off here. There's actually another piece I wanted to do. Then Cain, so the Chachamir says, saying, "Yeah, shall we tell him lachasim emonim? You can't take away their money. Lemaid mahemes hasaga hagavurish elahem. You can't take away from their strong hasaga that they need. They need this kesef. They need the money in order to have these high levels hasagas of Torah. Ubeemes on the bottom of your last three lines and by the brackets. Ubeemes afra afshir rabbeinu zabat Torah. He maybe ledugmes rabbeinu akadosh rabbeinu donasi. That was rabbeinu donasi." Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Udanasi, was of the wealthiest Jews of all time. Rabbi Udanasi. Now, he wrote the Mishnayis down. He, he, apparently, he needed to have a certain level of affluence in order for whatever that means, or not in order, Abundance. or it's corresponding to his affluence and spirituality. Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Udanasi. If not for him, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Maybe it he is wrote in order that. to. Maybe he needed that in order to be able to be with Order of course, it could be both. Could be both. That's Rav Ashi. Apparently, Rav Ashi also. I didn't know this. Rav Ashi also shahi Ashir Muflagim. Who? Who's? What, was, what did Rav Ashi do? <laughs> Rav Ashi wrote the Gemara. So the, the, apparently, Rav Ashi was wealthy. I don't know because it's probably a Gemara somewhere that I didn't see. Rav Ashi wrote about himself that he was really rich. I don't know, but 
Rabbeinu HaKadosh Rabbi Yudin Azur of the Mishnahites. Rabbi Ashi wrote the... We also know who else was very rich. Rabbi Elizabeth Nazaria, I think, right? He was also very wealthy. <laughs> there were some, there were some tzaddikim throughout time. They were very, very wealthy. <coughs> the others, fabulously wealthy. Shalom HaMelech. Shalom HaMelech ran the, the... He had the most wealthy in the entire world. And because of that, we had a base of Migdash. And we had a... Moshe Rabbeinu was also... They did have extreme power, extreme adversity on the run. They did, yeah. A lot of Achram did, and I guess that was that's also the Pirkei talks about There's a different, there's there's different, there's different Hashamas, many different things. Bamis kol gedolia tzadikim hayashim uflogim. A big, the big tzadikim Bamis they were hayashim uflogim. I don't know what he means by that. Elish shalotzarach tamachi near the kol hashiras, but they didn't have to show their hashiras, but they they had wealth. I mean, let's say by the big tzadikim, let's say. You know, if they if they had a kahila, and any minute they ask for money, they could be the they could be the richest person in the entire kahila. But very often, the tzaddik didn't care about that money, so he let them keep the money, and he gave the tzedakahs whatever it would be. But it's for many tzaddikim the chitzonius they looked like poor people, but in the pinimius they had all the money if they needed any money that at all. Snap their fingers if they needed it, they'd have every, everything they needed. So it's so it's kind of like they had it in the bank. They had it. They knew they had it. A certain security. Security, but of course they'd be talking to Kodesh Baruch Hu. But El Eitzor Rabbeinu Hakadosh Rav Ashi Hayoshim Hayuman Higei Hauma Umosri Atora. Since Rabbeinu Hakadosh Rav Ashi were the Manhigim, they were the leaders of the entire Jewish community, and they were the ones who were Mosri Torah in a very open way, both in Galoyim of Forsim Lakol. They're revealing very high things. Everybody had to know that they're wealthy. Happens to be. Listen, if you have a, for, for a lot of people in Klai, so if a poor schlub comes, he's a mamish, a brilliant tamachacham, but he comes and his, his clothing's not so nice, it's going to be hard to listen to. You have a, you have a tzaddik who comes and he's, he's, I'm not saying he's wearing gold in uh, begotten, but he's, he's looking good, he's looking sharp, his shoes are clean. He's, there's a certain aesthetics there that a person that regular hamon am will be more willing to listen to this person. Right? The anashim pinimim, the inner people, they don't care. That doesn't matter. But for the hamon am, who are more chitzoni, not in a bad way, just just more connected to chitzonius. So therefore, when a tzaddik comes with a little bit of chitzonius, they wear nice clothing. It makes a roshim. Therefore, they listen. So Ravashi and Rabbi Nakadosh needed that. Also, do you think maybe it's also people know they can't be influenced? They wrote the Mishnah or the Gemara. It's like it was the what? They can't be influenced by, by let's say, outside people. Who can't be influenced? You say, like, like uh, Yudah or Vashi. Say, no, like, okay, it's, it's pure. There's no outside influence on their own. Oh, oh, I mean, someone, like, paid them, gave them money, right, so therefore right, they... Right. That yeah. could be also... That guy, right. right, they were self-made, right. and therefore they didn't even listen to anybody. Right. I, I could right. be. Could be. By the Arizal and others... They had money, but it was very, it was very, it was very hidden. Just like they themselves were hidden people, right? They weren't teaching nigla. A lot of tzaddikim and were, were hidden, and therefore their their money was was also hidden. In kam makom harach, as he says. Um, okay, so Hashem, I think I really want to see this next piece also. Tomorrow. This piece of Rebbe Nossin, I don't know. Tomorrow we might have to go to Rebbe Nossin. It's going to take us the entire time, and we need to have the shmai to understand what he's saying. Um, so I think I think tomorrow will be Rebbe Nossin, and this can come over come over afterwards. Okay.